This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. In today's challenging world, it's very easy to start feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed. If you're experiencing any of these feelings, BetterHelp is here for you. They offer licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. You can talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. There is a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000-plus therapist network that gives you access to help that may not be available in your area. You just fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you're matched with a therapist in as little as 48 hours. You can also request a new therapist at no additional charge at any time. Join the 3 million-plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Holidays After Dark. That's BetterHelp.com slash Holidays After Dark. Hey everyone, welcome back to Holidays After Dark, the podcast that explores all the weird, uncommon elements of the mainstream holidays we all know and love. I'm your host, Kristen. This is a very exciting episode of the show, because today you will be hearing my first ever interview. If you're a longtime listener of the show, you know it's usually fully scripted and researched and focuses largely on history, traditions, cultural differences, and even true crime elements of all the holidays. And while that's all great, I'm very excited to be changing it up for some episodes this season and to learn more about some of my favorite people in holiday or holiday-adjacent industries. For my first interview, I spoke with the lovely host of the podcast, Totally Rad Christmas, Jerry D., all about his show, what his holidays were like growing up, his awesome Christmas-related job, and so much more. So settle in and enjoy my chat with Jerry D. Hey, Jerry D. from Totally Rad Christmas. Thanks so much for being the first ever interview subject if you will on holidays after dark <laughs> how's it going Kristen? it's going amazing um it's been a great day i'm off today i'm off tomorrow so that's even better um sundays and mondays are like my, my weekend so unfortunately everybody complains about monday but today you know uh, my mondays are just fantastic so i i love mondays now <laughs> awesome that's great that's a that's a rare concept in i know right in america i feel like well the like rest the, of us the anti-garfield or something you know yeah <laughs> i love it so speaking of days off as we get into a little bit of an introduction about you that kind of leads into what exactly you do for a living and i must say you have what sounds like one of the coolest jobs a Christmas lover could ever want. So would you mind explaining to the masses a <laughs> sure. little bit about your job? Sure. So I am a salesperson at uh, DW Pro Lights, which is the professional lighting division of Decorators Warehouse in Arlington, Texas. So Decorators Warehouse is Texas's largest Christmas store. Um, we're the second largest in the nation. We have like people even, um, I think this year we had four ladies from New Zealand that flew in just to come to our store. They spent like four days at the store. They shipped pallets back. I mean, they bought like a lot of stuff, but wow. literally that's all they just wanted to come to the store. That's how, how, you know, big and kind of famous, I guess we are. But I just, I deal with a lot of professional light installers. We provide the material. We kind of, if someone wants to get into the business, then we kind of give them training on how to do it. 
um, you know, tips and tricks of the trade and, and kind of just teach them basically how to install lights on people's houses, how to do it fast and quick and easy and make it look super professional. And it's super fun. I mean, I, I get to meet like a lot of fun, you know, just great people. They're, they're always just upstanding people that, uh, I mean, they're, they're great. I love it. So awesome. So like, <laughs> Was it your love of Christmas that inspired you to get inspired you to get into that job, or like what was it that kind of took you down that path? <laughs> so, uh, I actually, I was just in sales, and I decided I was done selling insurance. I just couldn't do it anymore. And my wife found the ad. She's like, "Hey, this is perfect for you. You love Christmas. There's a Christmas store. They're looking for people." why don't you apply? So I, I applied and she was right. It's great. Cause every day I come in through the side door that uh, I'm usually one of the first ones there. So I unlock it. I go in the door and I just see like Christmas lights all over wreaths, garlands, flashing lights, twinkling lights, uh, some that are just steady. I mean, just everything you could want. And it is really just um, uplifting in, in a lot of the winter months, especially, you know, uh, January when, when, a lot of people have the post Christmas blues or or February February where sometimes down here we get like uh, snowmageddon's going on. I mean, it's a uh, it's great to just walk in and see Christmas all the time. <laughs> oh, sure. I I know Texas. I imagine sometimes with its warm weather, it can be somewhat hard to get into the Christmas <laughs> spirit. But yes. then you just walk in and it's like winter wonderland. That's literally my dream. I, I try my hardest <laughs> yes. to make my office that way and my my coworkers tolerate me, but <laughs> certainly I if I was, you know, working there, you could just go all out. So I have to ask, working in the light department, what does your house look like? <laughs> Do you go nuts on your house or is it, you know, you get your fill at work and then you come home and it's a little more chill? What does it look like? So if I could go nuts at my house, I would. But during the season, we only get one day off a year or excuse me, one day off a week. So I'm trying to usually like do laundry and do other errands that my wife wants. So I, I don't get a whole lot of time to put lights up. So it's usually just the the outline, you know, the drip edge, like all the gables, everything, plus the ground. I, I, I light um, our flower beds and, and outline. So I don't get to do like all the ridges that I'd like to do. I don't get to do around the garage or anything that I'd like to do with it that takes a little bit more time. I just kind of put up, you know, the very basic outline and the ground on stakes. And so it it still looks nice. And then we have like a Grinch that we put up. It's a, a blow mold of the Grinch. And um, if I think this year, if I'm uh, if I can manage my time a little bit better, because also during my off days is when I edit a lot of my shows, then I can I want to wrap some of our trees as well up front and really get it done nice. <laughs> nice. I love that. That's awesome. No, I I don't have a house yet, but when I do, I am going to try to go all as all out as possible. So I always love talking to people that do have a house to decorate. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm sure you you carry the the joy and the spirit wherever you are. But besides being a Chris, Christmas light aficionado, you're also the host of Totally Rad Christmas, which is yes. an awesome podcast <laughs> all about Christmas in the 80s and celebrating all things 80s. So can you elaborate on that a little bit more and talk about why you started Totally Rad Christmas? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So <laughs> it's kind of a long story. So I'll try to keep it as, as short as I can um, and not meander too much. But I've always loved Christmas, as you can as you can tell. 
Um, my mom just made Christmases super special growing up. Um, you know, she would grew up really poor, so she always wanted us to have at least everything that we wanted um, growing up. And and sometimes they couldn't afford it. They were teachers, my both my parents, but they always tried to make it special. So they would save up, they would, you know, do whatever they could to make Christmas special. So I grew up with the love of Christmas. Now, when I finally kind of first started learning about podcasts, I, I only listened to one show and it was How Did This Get Made with uh, Paul Shear and Jason Manzukis and June Diane Raphael. And that's the only one I listened to. And then one day I was at work, it was back when I sold insurance. And I thought, I wonder if there are Christmas podcasts. So I started Googling and there were only a handful at that time. I mean, there was a Christmas past with Brian Earl, Tim Babb had one, um, Mike Westfall had one. And then there was also the, uh, the tis a podcast and you know with uh anthony tom and julia and so i kind of just randomly started with that one and i i liked it i kind of liked the dynamic between the the two male hosts and the female hosts and how sometimes the two male hosts didn't always agree and uh i mean it just i really enjoyed it and from there i i just i listened started listening every week and if you subscribe to their patreon at the highest level then you could actually guest on a show and at the time they Anthony really loves Rankin Bass and I love Rankin Bass. I grew up watching Rudolph and Frosty and Santa Claus is coming to town like all of them. It's not Christmas if I don't watch that. So Anthony loves them. The other two hosts don't really. And so I had a lot of opinions on <laughs> that. I said, I have to share. So I went ahead and joined their Patreon and I was able to guest and I picked the one I wanted. It was a Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas in July. And I'm actually friends with Rick Goldschmidt, who is uh, the official historian of Rankin Bass. And so I, I, you know, got to meet him in person a few times. We talked. So I knew I was doing the show. I asked him some questions. I got some good answers. And as we did the show, I, we just had so much fun. I loved it. It was my first time on a pod podcast, so I really didn't know what I was doing either. But afterwards, Todd Killian, the host of Christmas Clatters, said, you know, that was really good. You should have your own show. So I thought about it, and I said, well, yeah, let's do it. I love Christmas. Let me let me do this. And for me, Christmas was the most magical, like when I was growing up, you know, as a kid in the 80s. So I said, I'm going to do a show about Christmas in the 80s. I didn't want to just do movies or just do TV shows or or just do music. Uh, I wanted to cover everything like toys, comic books, uh, magazines that, that we're going to be covering this, this season, by the way. Um, just everything that I could possibly think of, as long as it was Christmas in the 80s, I wanted to cover it. So I kind of Put my two loves of the 80s and Christmas together and came up with Totally Rad Christmas. And I had the idea. I wrote the theme song and then it just kind of did nothing for like six months until the pandemic hit and uh, I had time. So I started the show. <laughs> I love that so much. I love how you kind of took all those positive feelings that you had as a kid. And even though, like you said, you know, you didn't have all the money in the world and whatever, like you still, your parents and your family still created right. such that special feeling. And Christmas is inherently such a time of like nostalgia and mm -hmm. memories and whether it's with the, you know, the experiences that you had, or like you said, the Rankin Bass TV specials, which are <laughs> right. some of my favorites um, as well. And it's not truly Christmas until those are, you know, being watched for sure. Right. But it's just nice to be able to carry that feeling with you because obviously, you know, you can't stay a kid forever. You can't right. unfortunately have quite that same <laughs> child Christmas magic, but you can recreate it in your adult life in many ways. Mm -hmm. And that's awesome that you have been able to do that through and, podcasting. And that's kind of my whole goal. So like 
if you want really thoroughly researched uh, information about you know movies and shows and you know go listen to behind the bells or uh, advent calendar house those guys are phenomenal with their research they'll teach you anything um but like my whole goal yes uh, of course i want to give some tidbits of history and info here and there but really i just want you to like get that feeling of i remember that and you know just if, if i can bring any kind of christmas warmth to someone like that's my goal and that's what that's the whole reason i i do what i do and if i can reach one person and just make them remember that certain christmas when they woke up and they ran to the tree and they saw the presents underneath and like that's that's a win for me i love that and also i wasn't alive yet in the 80s but i know people <laughs> in my life who were like people who love the 80s like really love the 80s yes. <laughs> it's true and so yeah. <laughs> i'm sure you have like a great core audience that has experienced that lived through those things as well as right. people like me who didn't live through those things but then i get to learn about them through your show um and so it's just really cool because I know, like I said, I feel like when people are into the 80s, it's like, yeah, the 80s. So that's, that's, <laughs> I know. It's such a great like little segment of society that you've been able to tap into for sure. So I it's love that. It's pretty niche. Yeah, it's definitely niche. Uh, <laughs> I love My that. kids just roll their eyes whenever I say something. You know, like uh, this morning, my, my son got up and he was like, I'm hungry. I said, well, just pretend it's the 80s and go get yourself some cereal. You know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The Don't good need old me days. to do it. That's right. Yeah, yeah. The, the pure time. <laughs> so you know obviously you love christmas and we've talked about that but like how do you feel about other holidays in general are you just a holiday lover or is it you know very focused on christmas well so of course christmas is like the apex of you know like that's my all-time favorite um and as a kid it's mostly because we got a ton of presents that's like you know that's why i loved it nowadays it's different reasons but you know i do love other holidays easter was also really special uh halloween was one of my favorites dressing up um i was like teen wolf i was the karate kid i was batman twice uh you know all sorts of just fun stuff that i and i i mean who doesn't love to dress up you know so uh so of course halloween was was amazing uh thanksgiving uh i could i mean it wasn't great it was like the the last stepping stone before Christmas, but yeah. also we were off for like a few days. So that was cool. <laughs> sure, um, sure. Yeah, that's true. It's like, and eh, just get out of the way and let me celebrate Christmas already. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but the food was always great. And, you know, I'm Hispanic. So it's like we had the turkey, we had all the, the usual stuff, but we also had like tamales and, uh, you know, other, uh, other little things here and there. So it was always, it was always kind of a, a weird mix of cultures, but no, I, I do love holidays. Um, Trick-or-treating was, a, again, like one of my all-time favorite things to do. I I miss trick-or-treating. They don't really do a lot of trick-or-treating nowadays. It's more like trunk-or-treating is the norm. And it just yeah. isn't quite the same. No, you know? <laughs> yeah, I have like a personal thing. And I can't talk too much about it because I've never been trunk-or-treating. I don't have kids. Like, I've never experienced it. But I do always kind of talk a little crap about it every year because I'm like, <laughs> eh, that's not the true essence. I feel like when yeah. I was a kid, if my parents dumped me off in some parking lot and said like, okay, this is it. I'd be like, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I want to go to everyone's house and see the decor and, you know, run through the streets. And I mean, right. I get it, you know, safety, right. you know, it, you can do a lot more events. Like, and the kids nowadays, I feel like they get to go trick-or-treating like 15 times yes. in the month of October. Yes, it's the craziest thing. Yeah. Ours was like, 
you know, Halloween night, you went trick or treat. That's it. Nowadays, yeah. it's like, you know, the weekend before, or you know what, it might rain. So let's do it on this weekend. Or, sure. or if it falls during the week, they'll do it like, uh, you, you know, a couple of days. I mean, it's just, it's the craziest thing. And there's so many trunk or treats. You can literally go from one, you know, at one place and go through all the different cars that are decorated. And then you go to the next and same thing. And some have yeah. games and there's prizes and food and <laughs> It's really cool, but it's more like a carnival and less like trick-or-treating. Yeah, exactly. And so the kids love it, of course, because that's kind of really all they know. I mean, we've taken them trick-or-treating, but there's very few people that actually pass out candy anymore as well. And so it was kind of a disappointment to the kids. So, I mean, at least they get excited for trunk-or-treats, but oh man, the kid in me is just yeah. like so disappointed. that. <laughs> that Absolutely. I, Absolutely. Uh, I, yeah. I totally get it, but... So this is holidays after dark. So we right, talk right. about, you know, the things we love about holidays and the light sided things. But are there any holidays or maybe specific elements of any holidays that you just like don't like? You don't want anything to do with it. <laughs> wish it didn't happen. You know, some people feel really passionately that Valentine's Day is just a terrible holiday. <laughs> like, you know, are there, do you have any strong mm. feelings kind of more on the negative side? So not a ton, just because I, I'm I try to be positive all the time anyway. But I do gotta say, I don't like going to see fireworks. I love seeing fireworks. I don't like going to see fireworks, if that makes any sense. Okay. Um, that yeah, they have like like you know different places throughout the because uh, DFW is huge. So like almost each city or principality has kind of like their own little uh, uh, fireworks show, and I love watching fireworks, but also. You know, I, I don't want to drive like 30 minutes to get to this particular one and then just sit outside and wait for it because you got to go early to get a seat. And so that part always kind of bothers me. So we've been going to one by Six Flags here in uh, okay. in Arlington. And so that's probably the, the one I'm most comfortable with. And the reason is because uh, there's like a, a, a steak and shake nearby so I can uh, just, you know, go grab some grub while I'm waiting. And I don't mind that. But uh, it's, I, it made me kind of sound un-American, I guess. Uh, you know, I, who doesn't like fireworks? But also, it's just, it, it's like the whole production of going. Um, yeah. Them is, is I kind of what it. bothers me. Yeah. Plus, I would imagine in the Texas heat, it's probably pretty yeah. hot at that time yeah, of it's, year. It's usually about like 107 or 108. And so oh. you're lucky that it's like nighttime. So it's it's usually only like 98 or 99 by that. Yeah. But that's still like way too hot. And I generally run hot anyway. I prefer like the cold. And so it's, uh, I'm surprised I'm still in Texas. But, <laughs> but like, it's just... It's so hard to do. And then there's like mosquitoes. You got to spray yourself. And then you yeah. get home. You're like, well, I don't want to lie down in my bed with covered in mosquito spray. So right. I got to, you got to take a shower. And it's just like, all right, whatever. So that's probably my least. But other than that, I liked Valentine's Day. Um, I, I like Easter. Um, there's really not much that I, I don't like about the holidays. It's really just the going outside and, and, sweating while waiting for a fireworks show <laughs> well and the, the other thing about like fourth of july that always kind of drives me nuts is like you know you you have a holiday that oftentimes falls in the middle of the week 
and the main event the fireworks doesn't start until like 9 or 9 30 but then everyone is expected to like get up and go to work the go next to work day. the next day exactly yeah yes. so it's like <laughs> what did i have the whole day off you know a lot of people don't even really do much like during the actual day and right. then you're like everyone's exhausted at work the next day yes and, exactly and you're still like itching from your mosquito bites and so <laughs> you're you're like sunburnt because you like were outside all day at a barbecue or something and right Right. It's just, yeah, I, I can agree. I'm just a summer hater in general. And so <laughs> I, I kind of, I think July, besides the Christmas in July festivities, like July is like my least favorite month by far. I got you. And so like 4th of July is just like kicking off like the, the <laughs> I think gate for me to it's, the... <laughs> I think for me it's August because it's a little bit hotter, at least down mm -hmm. here. August yeah. just is scorching and like you get in your car and you're like 114 degrees. Why? Yeah. What's going on, guys? <laughs> you know, you're like just looking at Texas, like get it together. Yeah. But, <laughs> I think the, ol the only thing that makes me happy in August is like since Halloween gets earlier and earlier. Oh, like, that's so, true. Yeah. You know, sometimes in August you do start seeing like the Halloween, like the spirit Halloween the spirit stores. stores. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that, that helps like me push. I like, I know the end is near, but <laughs> in true. general, I didn't if think I could, about that. Yeah. yeah that's good. If I could live someplace where it didn't get above like 60 degrees, like I would right. be happy. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's too funny. <laughs> So would you say, like, if you had to pick a holiday to just eliminate from the calendar, like your least favorite holiday, would you say it's 4th of July? No, um, because at least you get the day off. Yeah. Um, as much as, again, I, I love the idea behind it. And uh, I I laud and, and applaud everything that, that it stands for. But probably Arbor Day, because oh. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know it just it's not really like a huge thing. Yeah, here. that's a great so, choice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that. I, I I really like holidays and I try to be positive, you know, like I yeah. said. So it's like there's nothing really. But, but so, I mean, that might be the least. The, the I don't know. That's a hard question. And I'm just I thinking it. about this. You know, you sent me the questions. I've been thinking about this and it's like. I don't know what I'd yeah. pick. Um, no, no tree planting for you. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, as long as other people do it, I just want to be inside and, you know, sure. in the air conditioned. And... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm good without the manual labor too. So I understand. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so when it comes to like how you celebrate holidays, like, do you tend to think of yourself as more of like a traditionalist or do you think that you kind of, you know, celebrate in ways or have traditions that are maybe like a little bit more outside the box? I think in general, I'm more of a traditionalist, um, especially at holiday time. But now having said that, like maybe 90, 95% is all our traditions and like things that you'll see on Hallmark and, you know, all that stuff. But then there's like a good five to 10% where it's just like, you know what? I want to try this uh, pomegranate glazed rib recipe for, uh, you know, for, for Christmas this year. I, and I know we, we still have to have the tamales and everything else that we always do, but like, let's try something new. So this year we had like a, a Tuscan, um, what is it? Tuscan soup uh, that we did. We had uh, jalapeno poppers, which we usually don't make. I mean, just some things that are a little bit out of the box that I like to try each year. So same thing with Thanksgiving, let's try something, some new foods. Um, of course, we still have to watch the Thanksgiving Day Parade on Halloween. Of course, we still got to go, you know, trick or treat or trunk or treating, I guess. But I, oh, in general, I'm more of a, uh, I am more of a traditionalist um, just because I think 
the traditions you grow up with usually and of course this is like a huge generalization but the traditions you grow up with are kind of what make you who you are and and they you know and and they kind of um really bring you back as well like you said the nostalgia of it so i try to do things that we did growing up so that i can feel like i did when i was a kid but also then maybe my kids will pass it on as well um now having said that we'll go to to like light shows and we'll we'll do all sorts of other stuff that's not very um traditional um so like there was this uh, a few years ago there was this weird in the mall um you go to see santa but instead of just a regular instead of santa's workshop like normal they had like this virtual reality show santa thing it was oh, wow. crazy okay. but i was like yeah we're doing that we we got to do that <laughs> you know so you know something like that will nice. do but um but in general we we go christmas caroling every year we you know we if we can we we try to to volunteer uh we don't always get the chance unfortunately like i said i'm i'm only off one day a week uh, during the season but we try and you know we we try to stick with things that um that we did growing or that i did growing up and and my wife as well but i'm i'm all for like new things so if someone says hey let's you know let's try this this year i'm like yeah let, as as long as we can do my other thing too i'm cool let's do that i'm i'm okay. all good with that you know yeah are you into like you know when the new batch of like christmas movies comes out for the yes. year are you into like checking all of them out or are you like <laughs> no classics only no, no, no. I, I'm all for new new Christmas okay. movies, more Christmas con- and, and holiday content in general. So like there's not a lot of like Thanksgiving movies, you know, so I, I wouldn't mind seeing more of those. Um, uh, I wouldn't mind seeing like or doing like an escape room that was Christmas themed. I think that would be kind of fun. Uh, yeah. I've never I've never done one. I don't even know if they exist or uh, I think it'd be super cool to like do a, a Christmas themed Dungeons and Dragons. I think that, you know, like, oh, yeah, I think that might be like really fun. Absolutely. Uh, you know, just stuff like that that I, yeah. I'd be, I'm super down for. Um, we don't get a lot of it here. Or if you do, it's always at times where unfortunately I can't go just because of work. Sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I Hallmark, I used to be able to, when I sold insurance, I used to be able to just watch every single new one. And I had the checklists and I was like, I'm watching this, I'm watching that. And then um, unfortunately I, it's kind of dwindled just because of work. So it's like, well, I'll see the ones with like my favorites, my yeah. favorite actresses and actors and I'll kind of go from there. But uh, same thing like uh, Candy Cane Lane that came out this year. Oh, sure. I, you know, I enjoyed mm-hmm. that. You know, I try to watch them all if I can. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. Hallmark movies. I'm definitely a die harder, but I just DVR all of them and I'm right. still, I'm still not done with <laughs> this year's yeah. new ones because I try to keep up because I'm a big Deck the Hallmark fan. Yeah. And so I try to keep up so that I can keep up with their episodes. But then after like, I am usually pretty good in like November, but then mm-hmm. as soon as it starts getting into like the heavier time of the year, like in December, and I, I just like get, I, I'm like, okay, now I'm 10 movies behind. I'm never going to catch up. <laughs> so I right. have to like, I just have to come to this place of acceptance of like, okay, I'll watch them eventually. The episodes will still be there. Um, so yeah, I'm still, but then it also kind of help ex- helps extend like right. the holiday yes. cheer because and, and I'm all feels, like, right. yeah, yeah, like 
I'm all depressed, like taking down my Christmas decorations, but it's like, oh, at least I still have like 15 more Hallmark Christmas movies to watch. So <laughs> I totally that get is, it. Yeah, no, that's definitely very so it's hopeful. Like, I, I, I mean, there's nowadays the Christmas podcast network is like huge. You know, there's a ton of Christmas podcasts out there. Um, we try to get every new one that we can and say, hey, you know, join the network and and we'll you know, we'll have you on as guests. We'll promote, cross promote. We'll try to do all that stuff. So there's a bunch out there. I try to listen to them all, but I usually don't get to until our off season. Mm-hmm. And so I literally just have six weeks off in like April through mid-May. And so that's when I can actually catch up on like everybody's episodes. And they're all so fun and fantastic. And it's just really hard to keep up with it when I'm trying to drop you know oh sure many episodes as I can as well oh I'm always I'm always so impressed with how many episodes you crank out I'm like (laughs) this is I was like man he has a job like besides this and like I am always very impressed and also kind of like you mentioned about the Christmas podcast network like one of the reasons why you were the first person that popped into my head for an interview is because you were really the person that when I started my show, like really welcomed me into the podcast world. I mean, I was, I was like a floundering novice. I had no idea like how to make connections and you, I I don't, I don't remember exactly how we connected. I think we may have just found each other on Twitter or something. So I I actually know I can tell you. Okay. Okay. Um, So my my boss knows that I um you know I have a podcast and she her name's Kristen as well. Uh she's nice. the the daughter of the owner and she was like, "Oh, there was just, you know, she was telling me something. She was showing me a reel on Instagram. She said, "Oh, there's a new one that that just liked our page or something liked one of our 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 latest reels. Um I think her name's Kristen too." And so I looked it up and I was like, all right, I'll have to reach out to her and see how, you know, just okay, say, hey, yeah, see how yeah. it's going. So it was actually through my boss, Kristen. That... That's amazing. <laughs> well, tell Kristen, thank you. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Well, and by the way, I got to say, so you were on an episode um, that we did where we covered McDonald's. Yes. And I believe that one was our second most downloaded episode of the season. Oh, so, awesome. Yeah. So congratulations. Well, that... Thanks. No, that was, it was so fun. I was actually just listening to part part of it again the other day when I was gearing up for our recording tonight just because it is such a fun episode it always puts me in the mood for McDonald's though I so I have, I have to like yep. yeah I have to like be careful when I listen to it because I'm like oh man now I have to go get some chicken nuggets even though I <laughs> I'm gonna hate myself after but but yeah no I've always been very grateful to you and And you're just you're such a proponent of other podcasters and that's been the one thing that's been so great is just like podcasting is like a team sport basically like Mm -hmm. and there's there doesn't really seem to be like this level of competition it's basically just everyone having a good time putting out the best work that they can and having Mm -hmm. fun with it and I love that because I feel like so many other elements of either the arts or entertainment industries or whatever are like right. cutthroat and you yes, know yes. you know who's going to be able to make it big and quit their job first like I'll do whatever <laughs> it takes whereas we all seem to have really found a great group that are just having fun and love holidays and right. yeah it's it's very fun well and that's that's my whole point I mean my whole view is that we're all here because we love christmas we want to spread some christmas cheer and why fight against each other why not just help because so i went on a retreat like i don't know 15 years ago 16 years ago something like that and i remember uh 
um, there were different people giving different topics and different talks. And I remember one person said, you know, this you might hear all these different experiences of these people and they're like the craziest things you've ever heard. This guy was in a gang and this guy did this and all sorts of craziness. It's like, but you're going to hear one guy whose life is just like yours. You know, he like barely did anything and he's, you know, just like the most boring, bland dude. But like, that's the one that's going to touch you because you, you know, you kind of relate to it. And so that's kind of how I feel. It's like, I hope there's lots of Christmas podcasts and I hope we can all spread Christmas cheer. And I hope that, you know, millions of people listen to your show because you're going to reach them in ways that I can't or ways that like maybe Tim Babb can't or, you know, uh, or the deck, the Hallmark guys can't. And, and so as long as we can really just bring that Christmas joy and, and love and, and uh, caring and, and goodwill to mankind, uh, you know, to, to the masses then let's yeah more the merrier so absolutely no i <laughs> i couldn't agree more and it's just it's the same way that people aren't only going to watch one tv show they're not only going right. to watch one movie right. so even though you know those industries are big on like let's hand out awards all over the place and you know <laughs> things like that it's like we you know we need choices we need multiple streams of content we need different topics covered and mm -hmm. when it comes together it's a beautiful thing where when you're in the mood for x you can go out and find a podcast about that right. topic and it's great and it's definitely filled many hours of boredom or whatever <laughs> for me yes. just having so much to listen to because you're never like you're not like, okay, I ran out of podcasts to listen to. Like <laughs> exactly. You yeah. know, I've 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 covered the whole thing. So yeah, no, it's it's yeah, I've just always been grateful to you. So I wanted to make sure to shout oh, that out you. specifically I because that. I think that you're a great proponent for the holiday podcaster community and beyond. <laughs> um well, I shucks <laughs> <laughs> um so in regards to like your celebrations like i know we talked about how you specifically celebrate but mm -hmm. how do you see kind of celebrations like evolving in the future you know your job kind of relates to technology in some right. ways and things like that so kind of how do you see you know do you, do you think that the world will like start to reflect and bring back you know the old timey traditions more than ever or do you think we're like speeding into like you said virtual reality santa and those types of things <laughs> it's really tricky because i feel like covid has also kind of changed the landscape a bit um so like when covid hit we saw more santas like you said just doing like zoom calls or mm -hmm. um you know, virtual visits, don't sit on my lap. There's like plex plexiglass, you know, in front, that kind of thing. So it's it's a strange kind of place to be because at my store, we do everything where we are more traditional store. We we do have like RGB lights and some of the, the fancier stuff, but most people go for, you know, the, the traditional C9s to put on their house because that's that's what they grew up with. I think we're going to see not really a shift towards like futuristic and, and, you know, just, just more, uh, I don't know, different trends, but I think we'll see um, a trend where as it evolves, they're going to be reaching back towards the past as well. So I think they're going to coexist for quite a while, no matter what, especially uh, as, as we grow older, as we start teaching our kids, um, they're going to want to pull back, you know, things that, that, you taught them 
and and that I taught them and you know everybody even if they're living in a world like we are now where we literally have computer in our hand um there's and you can change your lights from your phone and everything there's still people that really want just uh they they want that old school C9 that gets hot when you burn you know when you put your hands around it and <laughs> uh you know that kind of thing so i think in general we're going to see more holidays embrace tradition but also with an eye to the future which is kind of a it's kind of a cop-out I hate <laughs> you know you know I'm like like talking out of both sides of my mouth I suppose but um it I do think that as we we will incorporate of course we will incorporate more futuristic trends uh you'll see um more light shows you'll see uh, um newer songs that are become classics but I don't think any of the old traditions will ever go away um, except maybe Christmas caroling. That one seems to have kind of died out a lot. <laughs> I well, feel we like we're the only family that does it. We, well, we when you mentioned, yeah, when you mentioned that earlier, I was jealous because that's actually one thing that I've never done. Oh, um, it's fun. Yeah. And I think it would be fun. And I see it like, you know, depicted in movies all the right. time. And then when you said <laughs> that, I was like, oh my gosh, like someone that actually Christmas carols. I love mm -hmm. it. <laughs> yeah. So it's something we've done since we were little. Um, and now that my, my brothers and I are all musicians as well, so we will do harmonies and different things like that. But I, every time we talk about it, someone's always like, you still do that? People, people, people carol? It's like, yeah, we do. Um, I really missed it when I went off to college. So I got a group of friends and we actually would go Christmas caroling to like the local hospital. Mm -hmm. And there was a couple of years where they let us like walk through the halls, which is crazy if you think about it, <laughs> uh, you know, but we were able to like, like kind of stand at the door and sing to people and, and bring a little holiday cheer and in, in their, nice. their dire I moments. Um, um, so, I mean, that was, that was like super inspiring. So now my kids and I, we, we go caroling to like our neighbors down our street. And when we're, when we go home, cause we, we visit every other year, when we go home, my brothers and, and my parents are all there and we all go caroling to different places. And so it's just, it's so much fun. Even if you can't sing, I, I've had people that have joined us that are, I mean, they cannot carry a tune at all, but who cares? It's, it's so, um, right like there's just so much reverie and joy that <laughs> you know, I it's love like the, it. everybody comes sing it doesn't yeah, matter yeah absolutely <laughs> the best way to cr spread christmas cheer is singing loud for <laughs> exactly. all to hear you know exactly buddy elf the elf taught us that. yeah <laughs> exactly yeah. no i certainly hope you're right about the way people celebrate holidays i mean obviously you know we're in a technologically advancing society it changes <laughs> yes. almost every day and right. you know certain elements of that are inevitable but i think the same ways that you know we go to flea markets and try mm -hmm. to find old christmas decor and we still listen to the old songs and watch the old black and white movies right. i do think that that nostalgia will carry um especially you know like you said as you teach your children to continue mm -hmm. those traditions and i don't think nostalgia will ever die so I think, yeah. I think, yeah, I yeah. think nostalgia will be the saving grace in society that <laughs> even if, you know, people are going on their jet packs to see the Christmas light show and floating around <laughs> like the Jetsons. I'd like, love that. Yeah. <laughs> they'll still have the little bulbs on their Christmas tree. They get too hot. And... That's right. <laughs> you know, it's uh, someone once told me, that, uh, I think it, it was a quote. Um, it might be from like Pope Benedict or something. I don't remember, but it was like, um, uh, that tradition is not the worship of ashes, it's the preservation of flame. Mm. 
And I kind of feel that applies not just to, of course, that's that's like, you know, he's saying it as a Catholic. I think it just applies to life in general. You know, everything we do is a tradition, if you think about it. Um, just just the way that you're raised, you're always brought back to some of these things that you remember your mom teaching you or you remember uh, your best friend and you would do for years and years getting together. And so it really is, um, even if technology and society advances at an alarming rate, I think we're always going to find a way to go back to those things because we're trying to preserve that flame of, you know, our, our joy and, and wonder and awe that we kind of miss out on as we become jaded adults, you know? <laughs> so. Absolutely. No, I, I love so. that quote. And I, I think you could not be more accurate. Yeah. I, I love that. There will always be that flame burning inside of us that we feel the need to keep, to keep right. it going because that's right. the true meaning of Christmas and other holidays beyond and keeping those memories with us no matter what. Right. So like, even though we, we, take our kids to trunk or treat we still go trick-or-treating to like a few houses just so that they can have that experience sure sure great I love that I love that (laughs) so if someone was wanting to check out your podcast who was unfamiliar with it do you have an episode in particular that you think they should start with do you think they should go way back in time to number one or where do you think they should kind of kind of begin with their journey with totally rad Christmas (laughs) see that's a tricky question as well um and it was actually I was thinking about this and I I just released on our season finale um, of season four, I released our top 10 most downloaded episodes. And I think any one of those are really great. Um, But I'm going to, I also did as an addendum, the top 20 like most downloaded episodes ever. So I'm I'm not going to list all of them here, but I think the McDonald's one that you were on is really fun. I had a blast with Vinny doing that one. Uh, the Pizza Hut episode, I think, is also really great. Not one of my most downloaded, but it was just Pizza sure. Hut was was just fun. And, oh yeah, and all the amazing. all the food ones. All, all the, the food, food ones, ones are great. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. So my very first full length episode. It's actually episode number two. It's uh, ironically, but that was with my brothers, and of course, because we're brothers, we have such a rapport that it's everything flowed naturally. Um, the microphones don't sound great because it was my first episode. We didn't know what we were doing, none of us, but it's a it really is a um like just amazing conversations and and breakdown of the time life treasury of Christmas. Frosty the Snowman with uh Mike Westfall and Matt Urick is another really, really good one. Uh Kenny and Dolly. Oh, okay. No, the one that, that you really have to listen to is with Anthony from Tiza Podcast and CJ Belanger from uh, Christmas Sessions, and it's uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Okay, um, awesome. Yeah, it was a bonus episode that I released for Thanksgiving. It was one of the funniest episodes, and just... We had a blast talking about that one. I <laughs> I, I just... I'm laughing just thinking about how great it was. Um, but those are, like, some of the, the ones you can really get into, and then you can deep dive, and I have a lot of obscure ones out there i'm going to do a little bit more mainstream things for the season five but in season four i wanted to explore a little bit more of the obscure things um home alone is another one that's really fun it's just my brother danny and i and most of the time i think most of the episode we're just quoting home alone because it's so quotable uh (laughs) but yeah i mean there's there's great ones but mcdonald's is a great start um and and pizza hut is another great start and frosty the snowman so i think those three any of those three would be great Awesome. Yeah. And those are a great selection. And I certainly hope that people check them out because it's a fantastic show. Um, 
one random thing that has popped into my head as we've been talking that I have to ask before we go is, okay, so I've been to Decorator's Warehouse and I've been to Bronner's up in Michigan. Nice. Are you, I assume you're familiar. With... I, I know them. I've never been, but I know okay. them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was going to ask, I'm like, is there like a rivalry within the United States of like, <laughs> they're going big... down no. <laughs> yeah, no. of like no. big Christmas stores or like, is there any comparison? <laughs> like, do you get customers that, that are in that are like, well, I was at Bronner's once and they had X, Y, and Z. Like, is there any of that? Or are a you guys bit. just kind of doing your own thing? I, we're mostly, I think both both of us are mostly just doing our own thing but every once in a while you'll get um there's some folks that are like yeah you know there's Bronner's up there we like your store so much better and then every once in a while you'll get someone that says well there's Bronner's up there i like that one because they have that silent night chapel and so there's a uh, some pluses and minuses to both uh of course i'm a little biased i work at decorated <laughs> warehouse so i i i'm kind of in favor of that one but sure. most of the time we don't really pay attention to what they're doing we just do our own thing and try to give people the best christmases that they can have Um, at least that's what i do i just focus on the lights and say look you know your house would look amazing if you did the ridge line plus the ground as well as your roof Uh, you know this i wouldn't do the windows or or maybe i would in this case whatever i just i want people to have the best christmas that they can possibly have so that when they're pulling into their street you know for, they, they make that turn and they see their house from from the street they know that it's uh it's christmas time and if i can just put a smile on their face when they see their lights then i mean that's worth it to me but i love that but yeah no i mean uh if i could do, give like a big wwf style wrestling uh <laughs> you know, throw down to bronner's no i i mean <laughs> i think you could make a decent script for like a cheesy christmas movie is like the two two totally stores like have some sort of competition to see who gets the most like customers and they just That's do right. like outrageous things all season to try to attract the the people and yeah that's i need to pitch that to someone i know next right to... yeah I, th- I feel like the deck to hallmark guys have an in somewhere probably oh you know? i know yeah i, I need that's, to send a send an right. email and i'll have that's you right. as the lead actor representing decorators warehouse so. i'm in I can do it. (laughs) So before we go, so what, what's coming up for the podcast? Where can people find you? Stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, they can find me anywhere they find, um, you know, any way they get their, their podcasts. I'm in um, totallyradchristmas.com or if you're on Facebook, totallyradchristmas, um, Instagram, totallyradchristmas, Twitter or X, whatever it's called at radchristmas. I'm on Blue Sky as well. Um, I'm on, what's that other one? I don't really, Mastodon, but I never check it. I haven't checked it in like a year or something, a year and a half, but it's there. So I don't know if that counts. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so coming up, I I have episodes on Teddy Ruxpin, Winnie the Pooh. um, So that's going to be fun. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Designing Women, uh, Christmas Decorations from the mid 80s, Julie Andrews who has a Christmas special that is wild. Uh, George Strait, Alvin and the Chipmunks, Popples, like a bunch of other things like that. Awesome. So hitting all the the major bears and exploring <laughs> right. lots, exploring <laughs> lots right. of, yeah. it sounds like a great, great few episodes coming up. And like I said, I hope everyone oh. listens because it's fantastic. And and one more thing, the, uh, the so uh, I don't know when this drops, but the Raddies, voting for the Raddies will be happening very, very shortly. It's possible it's during, when this drops. Um, and then the, the fourth annual Totally Rad Christmas Awards will be 
in uh, on April 14th. So awesome. Be on the lookout. You you are nominated as well. So oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> so exciting. I mean, we're in the midst of award season <laughs> right now. So <laughs> that's right. I could not be more honored. I mean, who needs the Oscars? Or <laughs> <What'd> <laughs> certainly you not me. That's certainly right. not me. <laughs> All right. Well, once again, Jerry, thank you so much for being the first ever interview guest on Holidays After Dark. I greatly appreciate you coming on. It was a ton of fun chatting with you. It was. And thank you. I mean, I'm honored that um, that you thought of me for this. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I could I could be of help. And this was, yeah, this really was just super amazing. So awesome. You. Yeah, we'll have to plan something else again in the future once I <laughs> figure out where the interviewing journey is taking me. But... <laughs> Definitely. Well, and you, I got to get you back on my show as well. So absolutely uh, got some fun stuff coming up and, and I'll toss you a couple ideas. You can pick which one you want. So. Awesome. Well, until <laughs> then, I hope you have happy holidays all throughout the year. Thank you. Appreciate it. And you as well. Uh, all right. Bye. Are you looking to add more excitement and intrigue to your Dungeons & Dragons games? Tired of those in-between moments of twiddling your thumbs waiting for your turn to come around again? Well, fret no more. The newly developed Simulacrum lockpicking game is here to make your game nights even more dynamic and enjoyable. The Simulacrum is a magnetic lockpicking puzzle game with 16 possible combinations and comes with 8 lockpicks that are double-sided. You insert a lockpick, then deduce the right combination through tactile and auditory feedback as the magnets are attracted and repelled across four locking pins. You aren't into Dungeons & Dragons? No problem! The Simulacrum can satisfy the adventurous minds of those who are just into lockpicking challenges in general. I have personally played with the Simulacrum and found it to be an awesome way to sharpen my problem-solving and lockpicking skills. The level of difficulty is perfect. This fantastic new product is now available from Temporal Travels and can be purchased at temporaltravels.etsy.com. That's T-E-M-P-O-R-A-L travels.etsy.com. Order one for yourself or a friend today.